Radio is sponsored by Doolin's Quality Sweater Vests. For over 55 years, Doolin's has been making exquisite sweaters without the sleeves. Because the best weather is vest weather. Download the Doolin's Sweater Vest app and find a location near you today. Previously on Dale Radio. What was the kind of stuff you were writing, though? I was writing um, a lot of a lot of domestic dramas, a lot of um, sort of furniture, historic <laughs> furniture in a searing performance, uh, the Ottoman. Um, no, I uh, come on, that'd be pretty. Great. That'd be pretty good. It's kind of Pee Wee's Playhouse a little bit, but I think yeah. it'd be, uh, it, oh, that that show Pee-wee's always had... meets like August Osage County. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> we just had too much Pee Wee in that playhouse. <laughs> We wanted to know what was going on. For Cherry. <laughs> oh, hello, folks. It's me, Dale. And this is my life as it happens in a story told week after week after week. It's a program we call Dale Radio. Why? I can't remember. But we're coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And today, oh, can you smell it, folks? The Gowanus surges with new life. Tiny robins and eager rats emerging with the warmth of the sun have no doubt slipped along the oily slopes and fallen in. It grows stronger with each new life it takes, it does. You should see how fast feathers ignite, folks. doesn't even need to touch the surface. They go, right, just fry them right up. Speaking of feathers, I woke up the other day, happy to once again be in my lighter white pajamas, and I looked out on the garbage trucks and shipping containers out at the port. It's been busy down there, and I can barely see the sky. <laughs> the containers are piled up so high they are. Makes one a little sad about life. But uh, there on the expanse of land that one day our landlord promised would be a public park, I spotted a magnificent hawk. And this creature uh, reminded me why I never go for wings night down at the corner saloon. (laughs) There in a pile of bones and feathers, she was just tearing at the flesh of a freshly killed gull. And I quickly got out my telescope that I never used to look into people's apartments. And I watched as she made quick work of that once noisy seabird. That was the first hawk I'd seen in our part of Brooklyn, and I'll tell you, I'm worried for the stray cats that have ruled the yard these many months. The fellow who sleeps down there in the cardboard box and wears blankets for clothes feeds them day-old goods from the bakery, and they just swarm down there. My, I've never seen so many cats in one place, gliding over snow heaps and scaling the chain-link fence. I would be lying if I told you I wasn't a little afraid of those yard cats. But now, well, (laughs) Ms. Hawk is in town. Do hawks eat cats? Why wouldn't they? Stuffed with old bagels, it's like cats giving down there. <laughs> it's fun to imagine a little hawk family gathered around a table, like in that Rock uh, Rockwell fellers uh, uh, painting, isn't it? The reality is probably much darker and more violent, but the more things I can imagine like a Rockwell painting, the better. That's what my new art therapy instructor says, so I'm going with it. I paid a lot of money for those classes, and they are helping 
Just yesterday, I dropped my foot-long meatball from Subway, and it splattered all over the floor. I took a deep breath, which is hard to do in a Subway, and I imagined the spill to be a Jackson Pollock painting. Action painting. Drips everywhere. Just so calming, aren't they? Just appreciating things for what they're not. It's how I get through it, folks. Art can be helpful. you got to make it work for you. Well, you know, I thought today we would uh, do a little bit of uh, checking in, some uh, house cleaning. So let's start with a look at uh, at the Edale inbox uh, for some questions from you, the listener. I so value your input. I do. so helpful in guiding me and steering me towards the, the right direction, my dear audience. So let's open it up. Here, and we'll just read uh, the first one that I find. All right. This one is from a listener, Lucas Dixon. (laughs) That reminds me of Dixon Ticonderoga pencils, the only ones I used to use. Great lead in those bad boys and great cover art in those packages. Do you recall those? It was like a Paul Revere with a sword on the front. And uh, probably a quick look through Encyclopedia Britannica will show you that, in fact, it was Ethan Allen. (laughs) I just happened to be able to flip that page over. The hero of 1775, a good year if you were going to be a hero. Uh, That's what was needed. And uh, also the fellow that makes the furniture, Ethan Allen. So that's who was on the cover of those boxes. No doubt about to carve up a fine wing chair or a handsome end table with that sword. Everyone in colonial times had to carve their own furniture. Can you imagine... Now all that stuff is just sitting in a shed somewhere waiting to be sold at a flea market, (laughs) sitting next to an old Atari game system and a lamp in the shape of a fish near the sausage and peppers place at the end of a mostly empty row that now few people go down now that the pet sweater place went out. Flea markets! I've been to a lot of flea markets, is what I'm telling you. Often the air is thick with cigar smoke and a lot of glass. If you're in the market for glass, well, if you're in the flea market <laughs> for glass, you're in the right place. So much. I did. I always. I would go to flea markets and things as a young boy, and I just thought, how can anybody buy all this uh, just dinnerware and, and china and whatnot? And uh, now I've grown quite quite fond of it. I, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll buy some nice glassware. I don't mind. What do you got? Bubbleware. What's this stuff called? Anyhow, you probably don't want to hear me. I could do a separate podcast, maybe. Maybe that'll be next. All about Gladale on Glass. Anyhow, uh, getting back to this. Well, Lucas, uh, let's see. What do you have to... Get out your pencils, (laughs) Lucas. Ready to write down my response uh, to your e-dale. Let's see. Your subject reads, Three words to make her horny. (laughs) All right, you got my attention. Lucas, with that subject, I'll bite one of the three words. <laughs> I'm taking a gal from work out for a couple of porterhouses at Ruth Chris's tonight, so it could come in, <laughs> come in handy. By the way, don't, don't ever date a coworker. But I know I'm violating my own rules. But listen, maybe uh, we can. There's no harm in just having a steak with a lady. No, no evil has ever come from that, right? No, no harm done from uh, tearing into a great. Uh, a medium rare steak. Maybe you have a stuffed potato with it. That'd be all right. There's, no, there's nothing, no mixed signals going on there, I don't think. Side salad, maybe. Uh, uh, well, Gmail is warning me that this might steal my personal email. Oh, well, 
but Lucas, you didn't give me the three words. Instead, you want me to watch a video. Well, I guess I got to be faster getting back to people. The video was taken down, it says, at midnight. Well, all right. The prompt says to enter my social security information, and then, uh, oh, oh, they'll send it. <laughs> okay, well, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. I hope it comes in time for tonight's get-together. That's great. Okay, next, Matthew Becker. Now, that was a good show, Becker. Ted Danson, everybody loves him on the cheers, but I say make mine Becker. Such a curmudgeon. <laughs> Wasn't he and the wacky hijinks they would get into in the old office? It made not a lot of sets. I think there were just two locations or something. And uh, boy, they just—that's when sitcoms were were right on, man. You get me some Becker, Ted Danson, instantly great head of hair, right? Great head of hair. That was a wig. He wore that wig his entire career. <laughs> that's the way to do it. <laughs> Isn't that something? Well, I hope one of these emails talks about hair loss. Oh, there's one. Okay, star it. I'll read that one later. Do you do that? Do you star the the emails? Then you say, oh, I'll come back to it. I never do. But maybe this one. Maybe this will be the one. Okay, Matthew says, if you open this email, you can get laid, all capitals. Well, if it's in all caps, it must be true and shouted. When you shout things, that's truth. You can only shout the truth. Darn it. Well, another video. Okay, I'll enter my social again and see what happens. A lot of my listeners seem preoccupied with uh, uh, sex, I guess. <laughs> it's not unusual for podcast listeners, I suppose. A lot of people washing the dishes late at night, wondering when the love went out of their marriages, why, why they have to do all the work, <laughs> why their spouse is growing hair or alternately losing hair where they never had it slash had it in droves before. <laughs> Can hair be in droves? I digress. Look, the thing is, I appreciate that you feel comfortable enough to send me your intimate thoughts and ideas for better living. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Us connecting and sharing, just like in improv classes and (laughs) backtrapping. Do you enjoy a nice backtrap, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) Oh, I've often been uh, emotionally entangled on a backtrap trip. Or backpacking trips is another another thing I find breeds intimacy. So if you can get on a backtrapping or a backpacking trip to Poland, by all means, uh, you'll probably find a soulmate on that trip, I guarantee it. Get that Eurorail pass and uh, renew it or whatever you have to do because you'll be taking your vows there. That's what's going to—you'll get married on a train is what I'm saying. All right, here's another one. Barbro. Hey, Barbro. You seem pretty cool, man. <laughs> I wonder if that's a nickname. It's so hip. I wish I was named something like that, like Slamtown or Boom Boom or Greg. All just cool names. Uh, I mean, you know, you're in for a good time when Greg is in the house. <laughs> well, Barbro says, hello, dear greetings. Uh, he must have been writing in a hurry. I have something important to tell you. Please reply. Thank you. Well, that's mighty courteous of you. And also mysterious. Well, hello, dear greetings back to you, Barbro. And hey, man, cool name. Let's hit the pool hall sometime. Or I know a great trivia night near the train station. We're always looking for one more. I hope uh, you know lots about Georgian filmmakers and Afrofuturism, because that's really our only weak spot. Probably a good idea to start thinking up a punny name now. 
like the Bisbarbros or War of the Barbroses. <laughs> anyway, you're the guy with the cool name. You'll nail it. I have confidence in you, ma'am. Anyway, I'm dying to know uh, what it is you wanted to tell me. If it's about my shirt pant transition point in some of those photos, believe me, I am aware. <laughs> oh, good. But um, let's see. Send me a note. Uh, I saw a hawk today eat another bird. It was not as traumatic as watching that lobster in Maine eat the other lobster. That really stuck with me for a while. And no, I won't be ordering the lobster anytime soon. <laughs> okay. And then we'll sign this email response back to him with an emoticon wearing the glasses, followed by an ice cube and a party hat. And then uh, let me know. Stay cool. Oh, that'll be fun. Hit send. There it is. And we're off. I can't wait to hear uh, what he has uh, to say. It seemed like it was going to be important. <laughs> well, anyhow, uh, let's see how that goes. Uh, I love hearing from you all so much, unless it's about that color-changing old dress. I mean, okay. I think we should all just divide evenly into white and gold seers and black and blue seers and define our societies by that schism alone. I wonder how it would all turn out. Organized religions are clearly not working. Race is no-go. Class seems destructive. Let's reshuffle civilization according to who can see what and find out who's got more caring artist types or who has more aggressive personalities, and then we'll go from there. What could go wrong? You know, that whole experiment, that thing, you know, they had this dress and it was clearly uh, black and blue. And then uh, they asked all different people uh, what they saw. And some people thought they saw white and gold. If you're not familiar with this thing, everybody was debating the darn thing. But it really showed you that we're not all the same, didn't it? I mean, you go into life thinking we're all in this together, that under it all we're just bones and organs and watery bits sloshing about. But in truth, we literally see things opposite from one another, white and gold. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, good luck in your new world, friend. You're welcome to come over for coffee sometime or something stronger. By the way, I'm pairing the podcast, uh, folks. Uh, ah. Here's the deal. I, I try to go off uh, the, the booze I did, and I, I'm a very low-intake kind of drinker. I come home, I have a Manhattan and a tumbler or a scotch, and that's it. I don't, I don't keep going. You know, on rare nights that I do, I, I set the glass down, and I drift off to sleep while Kevin Spacey talks directly to me in a fake Southern accent, pretending to be the president. That, that, now, that sounds like I'm defending... My drinking, which I don't know if there's a word for that anyway, but I'm not having anything at the moment because when I go off the sauce, the mere smell of it, it kind of bugs me, you know, and I find it a little hard to deal with and then the headaches and all that kind of stuff. Besides, it's getting a little too warm for scotch, which is the only negative thing about spring and summer. I mean, I spring, uh, still kind of borderline, but summer I go bourbon, as many of you know, or an ice cold brew and a taco. Doesn't that sound nice? The point is, I'm pairing the podcast with just a little bit of lukewarm tea because I let it sit out too long. And uh, it's the uh, the good old Lapsang Sushong, which tastes as if it came through a fire in an abandoned warehouse somewhere. But uh, <laughs> it's right. Anyhow, <sighs> water. It's awful. 
There. I said it. I know it's what we're made of, but it's awful. I need those pods to squirt some flavor into this stuff. <laughs> Don't you think? Oh, gosh. You wonder if water on other worlds is going to taste as bad, don't you? When you see the space probes flying off to Saturn's moon, what what if they find something swimming in that water? I mean, there has to be, right? Chances are good. Just reading that the Milky Way is much larger than we thought, and it's in ripples. How about that? (laughs) I mean, it's something to think of. But uh, I spent uh, a long time this week watching a video of a fish kissing a baby. Wouldn't that be something, an alien fish kissing an alien baby? If Saturn's moon ever gets YouTube, well, you can forget making web series, kids. (laughs) You can forget paying for short films about weed delivery men on Vimeo. It's going to be all alien fishy cams from here on out. Uh, I wouldn't swim in an alien ocean, though. I wouldn't swim in our own ocean. But uh, we're going to have to soon enough. The waters are rising. I know I expressed skepticism in the past about climate change. And sorry, I apologize to my listeners in Orlando. I don't know what the Floridian word for it is. <laughs> but living now as I do down by the water's edge and watching the Gowanus ebb and flow over these past few years, I'll tell you, it's real. Uh, the hawks know it. Soon we'll all be eating gull, picking those plastic soda six-pack divider things out of our teeth. What's this? Oh, just part of an old bag I threw away a year ago. Funny seeing that again. Funny except, remember polar bears and coral and not having pruny hands all the time? That's what it's going to be like in the future, folks. Oh, let's check. Barbro still hasn't written back. Well, I'm sorry. I, don't, I didn't mean to be looking at my e-dales constantly, just anxious to see uh, what he says, unless it's a she. That's embarrassing, if that is the case. Uh, for me, but that's also the modern condition now, isn't it? Gender switching, code switching, binaries breaking down, and look, I'm all for it. Just don't make me call you Zer. It's too Flash Gordon overlord for me. Zer the Merciless. Fu Manchu mustache and a set of boobs. That's what I picture. But then again, that's what I picture a lot of the time. <laughs> Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers. That's the kind of TV series I'd like to land. Me and the dashing Aaron Gray running around in spacesuits, firing blasters, a robot sidekick. That'd be swell. Not even a comedy, just straight up, I'm a lost astronaut and I need to get back home. How do I do it and maintain a weekly podcast schedule? <laughs> and maybe I have to you know, take a, part, a part-time job uh, in a discotheque on the shadow moon of Maldos. And I'm working on finding the parts to my dimensional hyperdrive, all the while entertaining an ever-changing gang of rebels and bounty hunters, and some of them take me on adventures. Oh, I love the adventures. And I'd have a very loose-fitting jumpsuit, so I could be comfortable for once. You don't see people comfortable in space. In the final episode, I get back to my own time, my own Earth, and I find out that only a few days have passed. No one was concerned for me. They thought I'd stayed over at a friend's house. Last shot is just me at Washington Square Park eating a bagel. I look up into the night sky. (gasps) A shooting star. And then credits. And then a bonus scene, post the credits. I get up from the bench, and as I toss the bag, the bagel came from into the garbage can. A pulsing alien starfish-like creature is on my shoulder, and it slithers under my jacket. (laughs) Didn't see it coming. (laughs) Invasion is what's going to happen, and it's all Dale's fault. Oh, my gosh.
That'd be so much fun to have as a client. Agents, hear me. I got ideas. <laughs> I got ideas. Well, uh, folks, you may have seen uh, the announcement out there on the Internet that I'm doing a big show at Joe's Pub in New York City. And I want to tell you about it because it's a big deal for me. And it's a dream come true to do this show. And I will promise you, I'm not going to let you down on this. Longtime listeners, hello, Terry, will uh, recall that I am passionate about Lawrence Welk. I grew up with it. A few years ago, I talked to Mary Lou Metzger. She was one of the original cast members uh, on the show. Uh, original, she joined in, I think, the late 60s, there, 69 or so. Anyhow, she was on it for a long time. She still introduces the show. And uh, uh, anyway, I, I love the show. I went, uh, I went to the timeshare facility in Escondido, California. There's a woman named Tish proceeded to give me the hard sell on how I should be vacationing more as champagne corks exploded all around me every time a sale was made. It was bonkers. And I, I tell that story uh, when I talk to Mary Lou there. But now, look, this this podcast, it's fantastic. It's a rewarding experience. I love doing it. Doing the live shows in basements around New York City and Brooklyn has been a thing of beauty. I mean, you can imagine. But after so many years, in so many basements, with not that many people coming out, I sat down and took stock of where things were headed in my life. Some I've talked at length, probably too much, uh, about it on on this on this uh, program, and uh, I talked with the women who work at the laundry place around the corner, and then the Eastern European family that runs the deli, the Pakistani man who runs the cart where I get coffee, the fellow from Costa Rica who works at the parking garage near work. What I'm saying is I wanted an international perspective on this. And they all said, uh, do what you love most. And staring into the void, if I'm being really honest and really starey, I've always wanted to host a night like the Lawrence Welk Show, or, or, or more than a night, but I, I've always wanted to host a program like that, to be at the center of a variety program with talented young people making music and dancing and singing good songs while wearing matching outfits. It's a simple dream. <laughs> I admit, and it's, you know, I used to do that kind of a thing in San Francisco. Once a month, I, I hosted these cabarets, uh, maybe a year or two or something, and um, Ginny would do it with me, uh, and then uh, she had other commitments, or we began to argue at home, and she, she was less inclined to come up there and, and do it, and it was a lot of work, but I'd put together these shows, and they'd have puppets, uh, doing uh, terrible things, and uh, uh, comedians, and all manners of people. We had a fellow with an animatronic Santa. I mean, you get the idea. Anything goes. But uh, uh, it was people trying things out and that kind of thing. But what I what I really wanted to do is get these, get get a, get some pros because when you're in, uh, now, I don't mean any no offense to San Francisco. They're great people. They're great uh, professionals there. But I, I was eager to bring it up just a notch, and we could have done it there. I'm not saying we couldn't have. We could have done it there. But here in New York, you know, just talking to somebody today, even you go into a corner cafe, the the people that, that are performing there are just top notch. There's so many talented people here. What I'm saying is I, want, I wanted to get one of these things going. And that's truly what I've wanted to do. Uh, and that's what I, I, I would like to do. And I love the – now, don't don't – again – I feel I feel as if I may be uh, miscommunicating slightly, but I don't. I love doing the other shows. I love our live programs, and they will continue. 
But if I was saying, Dale, you have one dream and one day to realize it, what is that going to be at this point in your career? And uh, in addition to just having a great, you know, responding to some fun emails and talking to you and watching uh, birds of prey devour uh, one another, I, 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 I would like to do, do this. I'd like to do give it a shot at least. And because of the enthusiasm and trust of our friend Leslie Goshko and the belief and friendship of uh, theater bigwig Lauren Fitzgerald, we get to do it. And uh, on April 11th at 9.30 at Joe's Pub, we're presenting something we're calling Wonderful, Wonderful, a tribute to Lawrence Welk. Now, I don't want you to get the wrong idea about this. It's not a traditional tribute, but it's a merry band of characters that I have assembled crisscross the nation. You know, I do all this traveling, and as I do, I'm looking for talent and have been scouting for talent over the last couple of years. And I put together a great a troupe of players who are going to be putting on a show in the style of Mr. Well. And we'll have all your familiar uh, talents, the, the classic uh, uh, units, you know, hymns sung by uh, uh, true believers, deranged tap dancers, sexy country stars, the razzle-dazzle of old Broadway. It's all going to be there in a salute to spring. A tiny dance floor for the audience, reams of polyester. I can't wait for this thing is what I'm saying. And listen, here's some of the names who are going to be involved. I think once you hear these people, you say, ah, that's a show I want to see. That's a, that's, that's a lineup. These are people I've been kind of performing with and, and trying to gel with a little bit over the last couple of years, quietly, and uh, not with a lot of fanfare. But uh, we, we put together a great band led by Flip Torrelson. I mean... Come on. With Lou Pantera, Ace Calhoun uh, on guitar, and Jock Waverly. Jock just uses his mouth to make uh, beats and things. I mean, that's a band, you know? You get that kind of talent together. Those are four fellows who know how to play. And we're just going to call it the Deceiver Orchestra, because why not? And Dottie LeLong, I mean, this is a gal. Uh, she is so full of life. You've just never met anybody like this. And if you have, you may have backed away quietly <laughs> out of the room. But she's going to be on piano. Uh, I think, now this is, uh, I'm not sure if he'll do it. He said he's got a couple of things he's got to shift around. But Duncan Doolittle might be there. Uh, the Spoonover sisters, Lynette and little Stevie. Uh, Marie Cecile and Katie of Reformed Whores. That's, that's legitimate right there. And, um, in fact, we'll be talking to them uh, soon on this show. It's only 20 bucks. And the tickets are available through DaleRadio.com or on the Joe's Pub website. And there'll be some other people that we're adding because I, I've, you know, I've seen people in St. Louis. I've seen people in Denver, in Portland, all over this country. There are pockets of, of truly talented people. And some just right here, as I was saying, New York, you don't you just walk out the door and the, the, post, the postman is a talented singer uh, just trying to, to make it. We take a lot of jobs to be able to live here. So uh, <laughs> it's great. I gather the tickets are selling well, and uh, we haven't done too much publicity yet for it. So that, that tells me that we're going to have a great night. Uh, so And maybe we'll do it again. But if not, we had one great night, and we did something that I've always wanted to do. And uh, is that, that's, that's the reason to move to New York, right? That's the, the reason to suffer through it all, is to be able to, to uh, put together... A show. Uh, I have good feelings about this one, folks. I really do. And, I mean, the, 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 these folks that are going to do it, ah, uh, you can't ask for better. You really can't. You know, when I met Mary Lou a few years back, 
and uh, dig up that episode if you can find it. It's it's a, it's an enjoyable one out this recorded at the Hammer Museum out there in Los Angeles and UCLA a couple years back now. But I asked Mary Lou for advice. I said, "What do you what do you give to uh, young performers that are starting out or kind of in the business? What's the advice that you have?" And she said, "Lawrence Welk always said, keep going, keep doing what you're doing." Just like that, I got that advice at the dry cleaners. But anyhow, Lawrence Welk agrees, and uh, and as corny as that is, I think of it all the time. And you know, I flirted with ending it, ending it, and ending it. Sometimes you just gotta ender it. But uh, no, I flirted with just just putting a, a stop to things, taking a break, and more so this past year. For some reason, you know, we've been we've been at a long time, uh, six years or so of this show. And, uh, you know, baby Pepsi has school stuff now. Katrina has her own issues. I have mine. Life happens. And any time I truly consider walking away, getting another part-time job, I think, what would Lawrence Welk do? And he'd stay at it. So I stay at it. It's that simple. So I'm really excited to continue staying at it and put up this show. It's going to be a love letter, truly, to the, to the great talents of the Welk program and to everything he stood for and some things he didn't. <laughs> Because I have a feeling we're going to get a little naughty. And uh, you get the idea. We're going to have a wonderful time. I hope you're going to come out for that one. It's going to be great. And uh, before that even happens, in two weeks, uh, give or take, we have another live show at The Pit, also in New York City. And this, this is another fantastic Lineup, and the reason that I keep doing these things is because I keep having such uh, great uh, luck finding people. And uh, if you enjoy comedy and and are a breathing person of any kind at this moment in in 2015, this is the show, right? You've got Nori Davis, a terrific uh, a comedian. And uh, you have uh, Naomi Ekparrigan, who's been writing on Broad City and was named one of the funniest uh, people there uh, by the time out, I think it was. And uh, Joe Randazzo, used editor for The Onion, former editor for that great uh, satirical newspaper and a very funny person on Twitter. And he's got all different kind of things going on. And uh, Bridget Everett, a, a great uh, great talent, a singer. Uh, she's uh, f- from the middle of the country, and you, she kind of, you know, uh, just a, a, a very kind of shy persona. And then on stage, well, look out. <laughs> Clothes are coming off. Wine is being had. Songs are being sung. And uh, some people are feeling tingly in their nether regions after you go to one of her shows. It's uh, really uh, literally in your face and sometimes covered in milk. But uh, it's a great show, and I can't wait to have her on. We know so many of the same people. Um, you may have seen her on the Amy Schumer show. Anyway, she she's terrific, and unless she gets a movie deal, she said she's going to be there, so fingers crossed that uh, something doesn't work out for her. Um, and uh, I, I think that uh, we'll have some, some live music there, too, from uh, Andrew Bancroft. Uh, Steve-O is out uh, this this month, but he'll be back uh, at some time soon. But Andrew's going to be uh, doing, sitting in for us, and he always does a bang-up job. And uh, for that, ten, 10 bucks. all right? Half the price. Half the price. In a basement. 
but that's going to be a good one. And I'm looking forward uh, to it. I lo- just love being with people. And so I hope that you'll be there. Anyhow, that's where we are. And that's, that's going to do it for me this week. Uh, I hope you all are getting out there. It's fun because I was reminded it was warm enough the other day. I was reminded that some of you have legs. <laughs> So that's always fun to see. Now, till next time, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, I'll be dyeing my whiskey green and then pouring it into the Gowanus just to see what happens. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Dale Radio is produced and performed by James Bewley, musical director Steve O'Reilly. Season 7 podcast theme composed and performed by Emily Danger. Season 7 podcast icon done by illustrator Louis Chin. Logo treatment by Daniel Spencer. Posters for Season 7 are by Annie Carbo and Claire Prouse, among others. You can listen to Dale Radio on DaleRadio.com or iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or on SoundCloud. And if you do visit us on any of those platforms, be sure and rate and review us, won't you? Yeah, you can follow Dale on Twitter. Hey, that's me, at Dale Radio, or you can visit us on Instagram, Facebook, wherever fine podcasters are found. Thank you for listening. You're the best.